This is George Mann, author of Myths and Fables and Dark Legends, and you're listening to The Living Force. Welcome to The Living Force Podcast. He's all yours, Bounty Hunter. A Utini Podcast Network production. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Episode 136, our first Star Wars books. Dad... On this episode, new Patreon subscribers and the Patreon of the week. As you wish. There's a Book of Boba Fett trailer. I am not a bounty hunter. And the Utini crew talks about their entries into the Star Wars literary universe. Get him, Dad! Get him! And now, here are your hosts. Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, Dr. Charles Hankel, and Wes Jenkins. Utini! Welcome to the Living Force, the Utini Network podcast, all about the Star Wars books we read first, tonight at least. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and joining me on this post-Michigan State and Cowboys victory weekend is all my best buddies, starting off with a man who doesn't give a shit about either one of those, Dr. Corey Helton. I don't care about sports at all. Cool. That's my intro. That, you That's sang it. it. Yeah, dude. I don't watch sports. Uh, yeah, but I uh, let's see. I'm still recovering. I had a house party on the weekend for Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody! Happy by Halloween. the way, um, did you guys do anything for Halloween that was interesting or I fun? Had no, two, I had a I had one crazy yeah. night that was like the go to a friend's place that had like an alcoholic slushy <clears throat> machine, which was rad. Nice. Um, played nice. flip cup for the first time in six years. Um, you know, one of those, and then. I had also a like chill, watch some fun Halloween movies, like five people hang out night. So I got both ends. I really like that. What about you, Dr. Charles Hankel? How was your Halloween? Uh, hey, mine was okay. I watched Halloween 2 while working in the hospital. <clears throat> Halloween 2 is set in a hospital, for those of you that haven't seen oh, it. Oh, that's fun. And uh, yeah, I worked from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. and was scared for my life for the rest of the shift because I decided to watch that movie. <laughs> Well, you know what? You wouldn't have been scared if you had the gloriously masculine, comforting presence of the man, the myth, the legend, the fan of the still down in the World Series Houston Astros, Wes Jenkins. Hey, everyone. So my Halloween story, I just handed out candy yesterday, um, but one person um, had come up to the door and he was in some sort of costume, couldn't really tell because all those kid costumes are crap to begin with. Um, but it, I was, wow. I was wearing wow. um, hot take. I, I had a uh, my candy in the popcorn bucket from the Last Jedi that I had, and like, oh, you like Star Wars? And I said, of course I like Star Wars. Do you like Star Wars? He said, yeah, I like Star Wars a lot. And he pulled his mask down. He was the Mandalorian, and I was like, oh, I really oh. do like your costume. How dare I? That's awesome. And then, I was, then I was gonna be like, hey. Wait one second. I was gonna like go get my Mando helmet and show him all these books and shit. And I was just like, oh man, I might the, the mom and dad might get kind of freaked out that I'm like enticing him into my house. <laughs> come, come here, I'll show candy you. Candy and Star Wars stuff. <laughs> well, we tried. We we all try to uh, entice children into our homes as often as possible. Um, well, wow. no. you just said the. Internet. I just go Eric, with it. I yes and myself, chums. Uh, but I hope you all had a great Halloween weekend out there. If you're watching or listening, I hope you had a lovely weekend. I hope you got plenty of candy and all that stuff. And, hey, you know what? If you already got your Christmas tree up, power to you. It's time. Mariah Carey has risen from Dude, her grave. She is ready to I go. Love <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that said that it's November 1st or whatever. Mariah Carey's defrosting. Yeah, man. <laughs> that got me. I'm all into it. Listen, I, I went to Lowe's today, and they were 
furiously putting up the Christmas decorations. Good. Like, like aggressively. Like I'm they, about they it. had a they had a they yeah. had a team meeting this morning <laughs> and the manager was like, All right, Santa's coming to town. All right. I mean, seriously, like I have never seen so many Lowe's employees in the same place. And they were like running around. It was well, insane. bless them. Like it was Bless them. Uh on that note. Two things on the holiday season. One, before we get any further, make sure you're, if you're watching us, like the video, subscribe to the channel. We did hit over 2,000 subscribers on the Utini YouTube channel, and every like and comment helps the algorithm, helps people join the Utini family. And if you're listening on audio, we haven't said this in forever, if you haven't yet, leave us a review on your favorite podcast provider. Those do help people find us as well. We love this community that we have. We love all our regular listeners. But hey, it would also always help to have a couple more now and then. So thank you in advance. But also thank you in advance, back to the holiday thing, this holiday season, there are going to be delays. If you're buying things for folks, uh, for whatever holiday you're celebrating, make sure you get those orders in early so shipping times can happen. If you're buying a book, as we've said for months, make sure you're pre-ordering them because they're going to be hard to get. And please, please, please know that if you're going to a store to buy a thing, the people that are making minimum wage at that store are not at fault for the thing not being there. So I know our community's great. I know if you're watching this video, you're probably a chill person. Just just let's keep it chill. Let's keep it chill for the holiday season. I think it's going to be a little bit of a rough one. Remember, in the words of Obi-Wan, don't be an That's asshole. That's right. Episode four. <laughs> uh, so uh, a couple things in the I'll have to rewatch that. I, I know. It's in the extended edition that was made in 1989. That's a lie. So this weekend brought a couple great things. It brought a Michigan State victory. So to all my fellow Spartans out there, um, I know Mike and Discord always post Spartan stuff with me. Uh, and to all the others, go green, go white. I screamed louder than I screamed ever alone in my apartment when we won. To all the U of M fans, it was a great game. Look forward to next year. I love being number five in the nation. The Utini fantasy update, though, was my karmic uh, balance. I, uh, I lost again. Because here's the thing, everyone. <laughs> I'm really Good. bad at fantasy football in Udini. I don't know what's happening. I Good. lose all the time. Good. Um, but I, Glad. But shout out. Uh, my partner, Charlie, won this week. Very proud of her. Uh, she was, she's been dealing with a lot of injuries, a lot of injured reserve. She beat Andrew, uh, who had a really rough time, uh, especially now Derek Henry is going to be on IR for a while. Wes, as we're doing the show tonight, you are in flux. With our very own Paul Matthews. How you feeling tonight? How you feeling about your chances? Paul Matthews, um, yeah, he is beating me at the moment. At the at moment. The moment. So I think he's he has he's like fifty eight percent going to yes. win. But 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 I have I have Daniel Jones, quarterback of the Giants, and Travis Kelsey going tonight. Um, I think I need to make up somewhere around forty you need points. Thirty points. Um, he's beating you by thirty exactly. I have a good shot, but he also has the Butker. The Butker oh, is the kicker of the, the Chiefs, so he might be. He might. <laughs> Harrison Butker the, is the kicker. Harrison Butker is the kicker for the Chiefs, and so he's going to be adding on points for me to try to make up to. But um, it's a kind of. It's been a long time where my team has been like at the wire. I usually get blown out by like Sunday at three o'clock. So this is this is exciting, exciting for me. Exciting again. <laughs> well, we'll keep you all posted by the end of the show and see how Wes is doing. Uh, and, of course, for all of our friends, at this point, uh, as we're recording, the World Series is still going. So if whatever fan of whatever team you are, if you're on Wes's t uh, side or you're with the rest of the country, um, I hope you're enjoying it. World Series is always fun. I love the playoff sports. All right. But what I love more than that, believe it or not, 
is our Patreon community. Uh, we have to thank money. two. Yes, I love <laughs> money. And our two new patrons, uh, Lane Dudley and Jesse Gonzalez, joined uh, the family this past week because they wanted to hear our Attack of the Clones commentary, which we did record Friday night. It was an absolute blast. Right. Corey's reminder, you got to edit it. You got to edit it. Uh, <clears throat> I do. This week, I'm going coming to. coming your way. By the time this is posted uh, for our audio listeners, it should be up on Patreon. It Guys, yeah, get it uh, brief preview. How how was that compared to our, compared to our Phantom Menace? Dude, it that was, was fun. It was a blast. That was fun. I really enjoy these commentaries. Yeah. I think I we them. can be a lot more candid when it's just the four of us mm-hmm. together. And, like, it's just... It's fun, man. And this was uh, Attack of the Clones is notoriously the most criticized uh, of uh, all of the Star Wars films. So it was fun to crap on some of the really bad lines. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was we had, a, we, had a, we had a good time. There's a good chunk of about 10 to 15 seconds that I'm going to memorize for the rest of my life to yes. haunt Corey with. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but there were also some good little anecdotes in there that I didn't know about, yeah. which was which is cool about why we do these yeah. uh, commentaries. So. And I had a question at the end that um, is still to be answered. I'm so hopefully I can get a, an answer back on Discord or something. Yeah, our patrons, see if you can answer Wes's question and know that, like you said, in the first, I think literally ten minutes of the of the recording, we I said something I forgot it wasn't Corey. You were like, "Wait, what?" So we're all we all learn things during these, which are super fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so look forward to that on your Patreon feed, and we will be recording the Rogue One video commentary. Uh, we're trying to get it in before Thanksgiving, uh, because. You know, life is what it is, but we really want to get that recorded before Thanksgiving so you all have that over the break that you can enjoy uh, a film that I don't think could be any more different than Attack of the Clones in every single way. <laughs> but that's great about Star Wars. The commentary is going to be really boring because it's just going to be silence. Just being like... Well, we're not going to have anything to <laughs> every say. Every five minutes, it's, it's like, like... Wow. Grunting. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, mm. Wow. Mm. Right there. <laughs> that's and it. that's our ASMR. <laughs> uh, but... Um, <laughs> Look forward to that. Again, thank you to all of our patrons. You you allow us to do all this stuff. We just recently took inventory of all the equipment that we have on all of our shows, and you are the reason that we get to improve mic quality and lighting setups and the reason that like these products get created every week, um, and we don't have to worry about going into massive debt for it. So thank you all so much. But thank you most importantly, Charles, uh, to our patron of the week. Who do we got this week? Oh, this week we have Alex, a.k.a. TK501. That's right. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, and Alex says, hi, everyone. My name is Alex Hanlon. I'm from Orange, Orange County, California. A few quick things about me. I'm a Christian first and foremost. I work as an accountant for a dermatology corporation. Love to listen to my vinyl record collection. Spend time at Disneyland with my girlfriend. Perform on stage in plays and musicals also with my girlfriend, and I absolutely love Star Wars. My parents got me into Star Wars from an early age. When I was around three, my parents took me to see the special edition of Return of the Jedi in theaters. I still have my special edition Luke Skywalker action figure that the movie theater gave away that night. I remember vividly going to see The Phantom Menace at a midnight premiere with my dad. We had to sit right up front, and I just remember being in awe of Darth Maul on the screen. My dad would take me to Target and Toys R Us, and we would collect all the action figures. About four years ago, I started getting into all the canon books and comics and have totally loved everything. I've asked my girlfriend, what is my favorite Star Wars story? And she immediately replied with, you have a soft spot for Anakin's story. Part of the reason Anakin fell to the dark side is because he was willing to do anything for his love, Padme. He's a huge crybaby sometimes, but his passion (laughs) and loyalty towards the people he loves is incredible. I started watching and listening to you, Teeny, because of the roundtables. After that, I was hooked and joined the Patreon. 
I absolutely love the Star Wars community. It has been so much fun in the Discord, and it was incredible to meet Eric and Charlie at Disneyland recently. My question for our hosts, what in this world, if anything, is more precious and exciting to you than Star Wars? My answer would be the amazing and loving friendship I have with my girlfriend. I wouldn't trade that for the world. Thanks, you guys. Aww, thank man. you, Alex. Yeah, I've never seen someone yeah, gain you, more Alex. points in a relationship during a Patreon reading. <laughs> well done. Um, but also, if, if you're audio listening, that we put a picture up uh, of me and Charlie meeting Alex and his girlfriend at Disneyland. And uh, Alex, you are one of just the nicest, just legit dudes. Uh, and your girlfriend was absolutely lovely. We had a great time on Star- my first time on Star Tours. I got to experience that with Alex's girlfriend. Nice. We went. We went to Naboo and Kashyyyk. And uh, it was just a blast. So, nice. yeah, you've been awesome in this community. Love meeting you. Um, all right, guys. If anything is more precious to us than Star Wars, let's take out personal relationships because Alex got that <clears throat> covered. What in the world? Nothing. Next all right, question. Corey, nothing. Good. <laughs> correct. You stay on the show. This is a test. <laughs> oh, this podcast. Oh, man, I, I mean, this podcast counts. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Oh, sure. I know that's kind yeah, of that's kind of talking about relationships. In yeah. and of itself, but like this time, well, don't, is don't very label this, Charles. This is casual. This is chill. Don't this, make it weird. I don't want to label I'm it. I'm DTRing on the air. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we are co-hosts, Eric. <laughs> oh my gosh, such a simp for me, Charles. All right, um, gosh, that's a. I mean, that's a, that's a good answer. This yeah, little this yeah. little community we've built, both the, both in our team and in our Star Wars community, is is. Is way more yeah. important to me than just the fact that we get movies and TV shows yeah. and stuff. So mm-hmm. that's a good yeah. one. That's a good answer. I like that. And I, I like I'll that. add like the. I think one thing that's more recent for me is for, it's kind of related to it as well. More precious than Star Wars as a whole, I think, is just the idea of being passionate about stuff. Like over the last years, whether whether it be like football or whether it be Star Wars or whether it be more relationships, like I think I've put a lot more value on just being kind of overtly passionate about things. And I think Star Wars is absolutely the gateway, and y'all were the gateway. Like, this community and you guys allowing me to actually do that publicly. And now, like, with everything, I'm like, why not? And I think that's been a really cool, cool build. So, yeah. Yeah. Zaxby's. Oh, beer. Oh, beer. I forgot about beer. Beer beer and Zaxby's. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, because of Star Wars, it got me reading books again. Dude. Like, I wasn't a big reader before reading Star Wars. So, it kind of... Help me get back into reading books and helps me with like research mm-hmm. and corresponding with people better and using my vocabulary. Vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Everything they said <laughs> word of the day. Nice yeah. word. Nice word. I'm gonna buy it you was a good. Star Wars Word of the Day calendar. It was good. <laughs> I like it. I liked it much so. Wes does speak very good now, thanks. He does. Good Lee. It's an adverb. Uh, so Alex, thank you for your uh, for one being part of your Patreon community, obviously. Thanks for your message. And to everyone else at our Patreon, keep your eyes out. Timothy, our Discord and Patreon ma- er, Patreon manager and also Discord mod. He swings that band hammer now and then. Uh, Discord mom. Discord mom, he is. Uh, he, he may reach out to you, and you may be our next patron of the week. All right, now let's go to a very unexpected Star Wars Weekly Roundup. All right, everybody. When I woke up today, I knew I had work to go to. I knew that I had a show to do at night. I knew what I'd have for lunch. I had no idea... We'd be getting a brand new freaking Star Wars trailer this morning. The Book of Boba Fett trailer. It <clears> dropped, <throat> and it was dope. <laughs> and you know what? Before I say anything else, we have hooked it up. We're going to watch this live. The four of us have not watched it together. We've each watched it once. Let's watch it live. You in the chat, we want to watch it with you as well. 
Let's react openly as we watch, and then let's talk about it. Sound good? I am not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? What prevents us all from killing you? Taking what we want. If you had spoken such insolence to Java, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. Oh my god. That music though. Dude, this yeah. is heavy, man. Oh so good. Yeah, it really is. Can we just take a yeah, second totally to be is. like, hey, you know what we did? <laughs> 57 Eastern. 57, see that clip? It's not 57 <laughs> seconds. Funny. Uh remember how it, when the Mandalorian first happened, everyone's like, this better not be about oh, Boba good. Fett. This will be stupid. And now we're like, there's a Boba Fett show! <laughs> I know. Yeah. Man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> hey, this is I, I posted in Slack earlier. This is like a uh, childhood right. dream realized for me, man. I've always loved Boba Fett. Like, so to finally get like its own dedicated thing, and it looks phenomenal. I love it. It's just real, uh, real strong. I think somebody uh, real strong. Um, Godfather, Godfather vibes, yeah. What I was trying to like, say. Yeah, say whatever you want. I it's love fine. how. No, I'm putting um, this armor on. No, no reason. No, keep talking. Keep talking. That's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love how we got a trailer, but we learned nothing. <laughs> yeah, yes. I know. Nothing. It does feel like there's no information in the trailer, which is not a bad thing. No. Right? But probably no. just going off of recent history, every shot that we just saw, except for maybe like one or two, is from like the first two episodes of the show. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, we always talk about uh, whenever sure. we see trailers nowadays, it's like, well, why don't give me the whole movie? Like, I don't, I don't want to see the thing. Yeah. We're already yeah. watching it. They're only doing a trailer because they – like probably legally need to with their marketing department. Like you're not, you're, if yeah. you're going to watch it, you're going to watch <laughs> it anyway at this point. So I'm glad that it was very vague. We got the aesthetic. We saw the armor, got some fighting. Now those shields, are, those shields that they had, those mm. looked like the colon crystal shields from master and apprentice. And I don't think they are, but I like them and they're cool. Yeah, they do. Interesting. And I love that he's fighting helmetless in that, that scene, yeah. too. It looks really yeah. cool. He so, spent a I mean, lot of time with the helmet off, actually, yeah. in that trailer. Very yeah, anti-Mando of yeah, him. For sure. Yeah. I know. It's I'm, I'm going to have to get used to him not having like any eyebrows. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, okay, though. <laughs> but he looks awesome. Um, 
I mean, Fennec looks amazing. I think there's going to be a lot more fights in this than it, there are in Mando. It just seems like it's going to be a lot more of a brutal kind of show. A lot, very yeah. alien-centric, too. I think someone brought that up in our in our Slack or in Discord earlier. I can't remember. But a lot of different That's species true. represented yeah. in, like, a one-minute trailer. Yeah, like Aqualishes and Twi'leks and Trandoshans. Like, a lot of those... Um, the big thing about the sequel trilogy, a lot of people were like, where's the classic aliens? Like, well, we're on Tatooine, so we know what kind of aliens are on Tatooine. But do you, do you yeah. guys know what that giant... I've seen this a lot. What that giant city is? Because that's not most... Isley, is it most Espa? Like, is it one of the Moses? It's massive, is what it is. That's all yeah. I know. I it was very big. That that was actually my favorite shot of the whole trailer. Weirdly enough, was seeing that scope because yeah. everything else looked a lot smaller in scope, but yeah. that one scene really got. Yeah. It's the Moses with the most. It's in like a. It's in a. <laughs> it's in a crater. The city's in like yeah, a crater kind of thing. Yeah. Which is, you think that? Do you think the property that's like tucked up against the wall? It's like the most valuable oh, yeah, because it's like kind of absolutely shady it is. Day? Yeah, yeah no no is there any green around it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like uh, Waterworld, that great movie that should have won an Oscar. That's the one. Uh, I also love that they did leak on on Twitter uh, the first Funko of Boba Fett in the armor for this show specifically. It isn't out yet, but you know us, our, us in the fungal collecting community are already ready to spend all of our money on pops that we already have, but they look slightly different. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna own so many Boba Fett pops; it's gonna be wild. But cannot wait. This looks awesome. We also got a tra- got a uh, not a trailer. Sorry, we didn't get a trailer. We got a poster oh, yes! today too, which was pretty sick. Oh this looks. I'm really glad that Fennec Shan was is going to be a major featured character. In yep. this. Right. She's turning into one of my favorite villains, especially because she's part droid now. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Oh, oh damn yeah. it. Spoiler alert. Shit. Oh, God. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> no. so, I, I will always remember that when she came on, they're like, oh, my God, they wasted her in one episode and she died. And I'm like, have we never seen Star Wars ever? Like, Maul got cut in now. half. Yeah. Like, not anatomically possible. Yeah. I'm very stoked about this. Palpatine got thrown down a shaft. A couple times. Right? Then he got yeet. Where else did he? Oh, no. He only got yeeted once. So far. <laughs> What's wrong, Lassie? Timmy Fun Fallon well? <laughs> yeah. I put That's you it. No, you, you nailed it. I'm proud of you. But December 29th, it's coming. Uh, I don't need any more trailers. I'm good. I don't want any more clips. I'm good. We're going to watch it. Okay. Right? Uh, only other thing we want to talk about is we want to give a quick shout out to a bunch of podcasts in the Star Wars community because this Saturday, so if you're listening to this on Friday on audio, you still have time tomorrow, if, it, if it's Friday, um, the Make-A-Wish Podathon is going on and there is a ton of awesome podcasts and YouTubers in the Star Wars community that are coming together to do a like, I think it's like 15 hours in a row, um, podcast event, um, and we got we got people like uh, 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 blue was it blue bantha? We got Star Wars explained. We got around the galaxy. Um, just tons of people are coming together to do an awesome event, and they're doing live streams. They're going to interview Charles Soule. They're going to interview Claudia Gray. They're going to interview Matt Martin. There's a bunch of people are coming on to talk with some of your favorite podcasters, and everything is going to uh, help make a wish. And I'm like, this is awesome. And we just wanted to say just a quick shout out because a lot of these times we just do our podcast, we have a good time, but every once in a while it's nice to remember that the Star Wars community can come together and help people a lot. And this is the graphic, we just threw it up here. Um, 
Oh yeah, uh, Mr. Kim himself is gonna come out as well. Um, and yeah, just congrats to all those guys uh, for for coordinating. Oh, our buddies at Pink Milk are gonna be on there. Brian, who was on the show, uh, is gonna do a show as well. The guys at Broaxium. So if you're around on Saturday and you got some YouTube time, head on over. Uh, it's on all the Twitters of all these different podcasts. Uh, we retweeted it as well for for Podathon. Go hang out. Throw some donations their way for the beginning of the holiday season and help the folks at Make-A-Wish. So, well done, everybody. And, of course, if you're doing some shopping of your own, be sure to buy some Star Wars books. Go to UTN Release Calendar. We just put out an article today. Our very own Meg Dowell put out everything that's coming out in November, and it is massive. We have so many releases with comics and books and all kinds of things coming up. Uh, so make sure you go check out that article on Utini and then go to the release schedule. Pre-order Throne Ascendancy Lesser Evil. That's coming out in two weeks. And order the... Holy smokes. Yeah, buddy. I got to finish that by yeah. next week. I'm not... I will try. Uh, and also get the High Republic Fallen Star on January 4th. Start out the new year with the High Republic and some devastation. Woo! All right. After all of that, we have one book review this week. Charles... Would you like to read that for us, pretty please? Sure. This is a book review from Ultimate Sauce 8. Wonder what happened <laughs> to the first Ultimate 7 sauces. And Ultimate Sauce 8 read Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. Gave it five stars and said, An origin story done right. This novel tells the surprisingly complex story of Thrawn's quick rise through the Imperial Navy hierarchy to where we see him as a Grand Admiral in Star Wars Rebels. This book serves as a prequel to Rebels Season 3, but it not only does that flawlessly, it also brings in a semi-prominent Clone Wars character to tickle nostalgia. Thrawn is uh, Thrawn is more about... I don't know what this sentence is. Oh, I usually edit the, the, uh, the formatting messed it up. I got you. I got you. There you go, buddy. Oh, Thrawn is accompanied throughout this novel uh, with his aide, Eli Vanto. From this novel, it is easy to get why Eli has such has become such a fan favorite since his first appearances. <laughs> On the other hand, the supporting cast is, for me, the most difficult part with this novel, as there's just so many people to keep track of. This could easily have been solved by the addition of a dramatis personae, something that has been added to Thrawn Ascendancy Greater Good, but for someone who doesn't really struggle remembering character names, this was slightly worse than usual. Overall, this novel certainly lives up to the original Legends Thrawn trilogy, even surpassing it, in my opinion. So you should really check out this essential novel. Very good, love that. And did you did, did you choose this because I I recently you read know this? I did. Yeah, I was hoping yeah. you did. I was hoping to get to talk about this. So you guys know I've been on a uh, a rereading kick lately yeah. as I'm finishing up the camper, as if I need anything else to read. <laughs> <That's right. before. laughs> and uh, and uh, and uh, I I recently did Thrawn. I finished it like last week, I think. And uh, you know, funny, you know, I previously said this is in my top like five of all canon novels, and this is maybe this might be the first first time ever that I've read a novel and and liked it less the second time which is wild which is super bizarre it is yeah it's never happened before yeah Mm -hmm. i liked it less this time around um i i don't know why exactly that is we were talking a little bit about that um i think i mean you were talking about that eric i'm not really sure why i liked it less the time around i think it's just because this novel reintroduced thrawn to canon so it had to both teach new readers about thrawn and also sort of introduce his 
I don't know, Sherlock Holmesy, mm-hmm. like super overpowered, like yes, and this thing happened, and this thing happened, and that's why it's obvious that this thing happened. You know, and he does yeah. that. He does that crap, yeah. right? And it's it's a little overdone, I think, in this book uh, compared to his later to to Zahn's mm-hmm. later books, and uh, I just in the in the plot is just not quite as strong. And also, my theory is that because we're getting his his like military rise to power in the chess uh ascendancy mm-hmm. in the in the throne ascendancy series his rise to power in the empire through like becoming a cadet and then becoming like a captain and his you know he climbs through the ranks or whatever it feels lessened a little bit to me now which is kind of weird um you know i think i loved that military thing about it the first time i read it but now we have a much better longer forms version of that uh like and I don't know. It it, it kind of went. It's kind of down. I I don't know if it's still in my top five. It might be. It might be still. I did really enjoy mm-hmm. it I, at the end. I just definitely. I used to like like hear yeah, it was like the book. Fave. I think a little bit. And yeah, it was like my favorite. And it is. I don't think it's that anymore. Yeah. So it's it was interesting. But a lot of books but come out. Definitely. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's early. I think this is like this was like the turning point for me in Star Wars canon. Oh, yeah. Like like because there was like a lot of. There were not a lot of books that had come out at this point. Um, this was the re- this was the first time we got a. Uh, it's the first time we got a um, like a like an old author brought mm-hmm. back with uh, Timothy Zahn. What the hell Steve was that? Steve Smith got a super <laughs> oh. chat. Four ninety nine, son. <laughs> oh, it's money. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, it's money. Okay, hello. Hey, he uh, covered my Endor mug for from the... Galaxy's Edge. Thanks, Steven. I also oh, really like nice. that mug. It's the best mug. It's a five-star mug, just like Thrawn, <laughs> uh, according to Ultimate Sauce 8. And even though Corey absolutely hates it now, as you all heard. Um, no, it sucks. <laughs> it's just like, Star Wars is dead. It's just like rewatching the movies like we did Attack of the Clones. Like, you learn something new every mm-hmm. time, whether it be good or bad, then it kind of could sway your opinion about it now, right? That's exactly so, yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Um, <clears throat> but funny enough. Yeah, I haven't. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just say. I know. I haven't, I haven't re-listened or re-read a lot of Star Wars books, so maybe that... It might be the same for a lot of us yeah. if we go back and read. We're like, because we do. You're right. We do have that extra background about Thrawn now. Mm-hmm. So if we go back and read like the origin canon, what does it mean now? Um, yeah, it, yeah. Is it? Is it? That it was. Good? I will say. I will say. It was interesting to go back and think about. Okay, Thrawn has basically been like one of the highest like levels of leadership in the ascendancy. And now he goes back to being a cadet, and he's, like, getting bullied by other cadets and stuff. And he's like, dude, this guy knows so much more than literally everybody else here. Like, I don't know. That was kind of fun to be in that (laughs) situation, I guess. Well, if you want to reread your books and then you change your opinion, you can always go find your book on UTD.com, look up the book details, and leave a review. If you've already reviewed it. Do it again and do a reread. Maybe your maybe your rating changes. That's also super fun. Helps people on their own Star Wars journey. And right after this break, we're about to take. We're going to talk about our first books that maybe we reread. Maybe we never have at all. Uh, spoilers: One of mine is Thrawn. Real quick, uh, since we've been going west, Daniel Jones has gotten you negative fantasy points because he threw an interception. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> not surprising. So, tonight uh, we are going to go over our first uh, Star Wars books. We we each picked our first like I don't know five to ten whatever Star Wars books we read. And we're going to go through our journeys because at Utini, when we first started it, as you learned in our history episode, um, bef- after it was just about making money, it was then about how do we get people to read Star Wars books for the first time? How do we make that easier? Because I'm pretty sure we all did it wrong. Uh, we all did it in a very That's difficult right. way 
So we're like, why not have an episode that's all about showing our dirty laundry uh, and talking about how we got into Star Wars books? So, guys, Corey, your story is known the most, but let's let's <clears throat> recap. Let's start off with a bang with with the most invincible ha! book. Bang! Let's go. What was your first Star Wars book, Corey? Show it off. Here it is. There it's right here. It's Invincible by Troy Denning. All right, that's enough. Ridiculous. Moving on. It's Invincible by Troy Denning. I know. No, I read. I read Invincible by Troy Denning, and you know, I've had. A, I've had a little bit of doubt about this recently. If this was actually the first book I read, which is crazy because I've talked about it endlessly, because this book was released in 2008, and I swear I was younger than like, like ninth grade or eighth grade when I read my first Star Wars book. So. But maybe I guess I guess I'm not. I mean, it has all the characteristics of like a like an early read. Like I used to do this, like a freaking weirdo. I don't know if you can see this in my camera, but there is a uh, there is. Oh, you tape the dust jacket in there. <laughs> yeah, I used okay. I used to tape dust jackets in like uh, wow. some kind of monster. No. So, uh, <laughs> like a monster. Yeah, it's a good idea. I know, like a, like a monster. <laughs> yeah, this is the last book in the Legacy of the Force series. I actually have that pulled up here. Um, the Legacy of the Force series uh, takes place like, you know, 30 years or so after um, Return of the Jedi and Invincible is the very last one. And uh, I recently talked about this on Star- another podcast that we Star have Wars Archives. on uh, Star Wars Archives. That was a great Archives. episode. I listened yep. to it yesterday. It was <laughs> nice. hilarious. I'm glad you enjoyed great. that. I got to uh, flex some <laughs> Legends muscles a little bit on that show. So Rawr. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Corey, we'll, we'll do this with every book. <clears throat> How did you decide on that one? And do you think in retrospect it was a good idea? <clears throat> I'm gonna say no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this uh you can tell it's got a cool cover, yeah. right? All so right. it has a this, pretty lady. Yeah. Yeah, this has a has a pretty lady and she looks kind of fearsome and scary, yeah. right? And she is fighting somebody with a red lightsaber who you can't really see. And uh, I don't know. It was a hardcover. There weren't a lot of hardcovers. It's got this cool, like, symbol thing, and it says Legacy of the Force. Yeah. Like, I didn't know anything about it. And I didn't even learn that in the beginning of these books, they have the old uh, Legends timeline <laughs> yep. or whatever. Oh, show is us. That even, is, is that even in It's not the hardcover? No, no, it's got to be. I don't know if it is. Actually, I don't think it is. Let's see here. Sorry, here's some silence. Great audio. Your posters are uneven on your wall. Did you know that? Shut up. (laughs) No, uh, there is not. There is not a timeline in this book. Wow. You couldn't have known. At at what point, though, at what point, what what page number do you think you were first like, like, it feels like there's a lot going on here. Like. Dude, uh, like freaking immediately, where like did, absolutely immediately. The book opens with like crazy stuff. Where like, did you buy I, it? The, the book, well, like Barnes and Noble. Okay. The book opens with Jaina Solo. So you immediately, that's literally the first two words is Jaina Solo. Like, so immediately, you're like, who? <laughs> who the hell is this? Boy or girl? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no indication <laughs> where, like, where we are in the timeline. There's no indication wow. anywhere in this book that this is like book nine mm-hmm. in a nine book series. Like, it's really terrible marketing. On Star Wars part, it's I Star asked Wars you where you bought it because sure. how was it? How was it shelved in Barnes and Noble? Was there a bunch of books I, before it? Oh, I don't think no. I don't. Where... I don't. Probably, maybe. I don't know. I, no I mean, idea. you go to the Star Wars section now, yeah. and there's no rhyme or reason. Right, no, no, not at all. Right. That's why I asked. So, well, this yeah. is interesting because I think one thing we don't talk about. We I don't even really talked about this. Is that the design mm. of book covers is actually still a thing? Like, don't judge a book by its cover is total crap. Like we always do. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, 
the fact that subconsciously yeah, the fact that that's probably been proven too in easily. research <laughs> the fact that the covers of like the high republic books especially we talk about how cool the art style is is so helpful and the thrawn ascendancy novels again get your pre-orders in literally have one two and three on the spines so we've learned a couple things so invincible yeah. number one you got lucky it was weird i mean i this i'm i'm thankful yeah. for this experience because this is largely why I created Utini right. is because I did this. I read a final book in a very complex series and it totally hooked me in. And I talked about that a little bit on, on star Wars archives, but like, I think it's, it was just the magic mix of addiction mm-hmm. for me. Right. Because it was star Wars. It was way over my head in something that I really wanted mm-hmm. to understand, which is like, that's how I get hooked like and have some of kind it. of manic episode. Yeah, I like the puzzle of it. So I was just like immediately hooked. And um, this would be like my first, you know, if I were really to choose my first 10 books, like, and we only talked about individual books, this would be my first 10 because I read this entire series. I went back and, and figured out that it was an order. And um, I must have found a paperback that had the uh, had the timeline yeah. in it. So I didn't realize that actually until just now that there's not a timeline in that book. That is Glad weird. Glad they added it for sure. Yeah. All right, we got <clears throat> yeah, in the chat too. right now. We got uh, Aaron and Moonflyer both said that they both got Heir of the Empire in '91. Uh, so that's I think the most wow. OG kind of traditional way you can go. Uh, Wes, what was your first Star Wars book? So, <clears throat> little story before I provide my first oh, please. Star Wars book. Please do. Um, so I was at a buddy's house, and this was I got into Star Wars books way after you guys. So it was probably a year or two <clears throat> after I got out of college. Um, so like 2010 ish, 2000, 2010, 2011, maybe. Um, and I went over to my friend's house and he had three books that were on the floor in his room. One was Darth Plagueis. The other one, the second one was Darth Bane. And the third one was the, um, the Vader book. The, is it dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader, dark Lord of the Sith. Yeah. Good and taste. I was like, "What are these? What are these? Is your friend like a supervillain? This is these awesome! Are all, like, <laughs> I love this. this is, good ones, right? This is a villain <laughs> origin guy. story, hundred <laughs> percent. Kyle, shout out! All right. Um, so I was like, "What? What are these?" And I was like, I, "I've seen the movies. I love the movies." He's like, "These are like ex- extensions of the movies." And I was like, "Huh? You don't say?" And I wanted to borrow them, and then I went back home, and then I started googling. What are the best Star Wars books to read? What are the top ten Star Wars books to read? It took me a long time to fig- to find some, like to find a list of books that were you know on part of top ten. So, but <clears throat> I um I settled on Star Wars: Heir to the Empire. Hey, nice. Start. I mean, they said this is the first trilogy that you need to read if you're going to start any Star Wars book. Um, so. I got Heir to the Empire. I thought I was getting the original cover, and I kind of got bummed out when I got the regular cover because I was already in that camp. Like, I want the original. <laughs> I haven't even yeah. started reading these damn things yet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, funny thing. Uh, when I, I'm like, throughout the entire book, it's, uh, it's uh, Joris Kaiboth. It's Kaiboth. It's Master Kaiboth to me, and it always will be. And I'm sure Jared is turning over oh my right now at his house. <laughs> And Sabaoth <laughs> is something that doesn't re- resonate with me whatsoever. <laughs> so, but now, now I, I understand his name is Sabaoth. But, um, yes, fantastic series. I'll just say the trilogy itself was um, my first set of books that I read. I probably couldn't have started out any better because yeah. um, Zahn did a tremendous job in, in 
providing me with this <laughs> new character of Thrawn that I've never read about before. Mm-hmm. I actually got mm-hmm. the original cover for uh, Dark Force Sick. Rising. Nice. Nice. And then I got the normal cover for The Last Command, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so that was my first trilogy of books. I'll just lump it all into yeah. one, but I think that was that's probably a good start if you were going to start reading Star Wars books um, as, yeah. a, as a whole. And I yeah. and when we were going through this, I like all of my first books are Legends books, and I was like, hell yeah. There you go. You did it. I'm a Shut Legends up. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I exclusively, I mean, obviously, I mean, it was probably yeah. 08, 09, too, apparently, so I, like, I like only played with the Utini timelines, at the Legend mm-hmm. side, looking at, uh, looking for books. Um, Heir to the Empire was very early for me, too, and, uh, unlike this poser, I do Yo! have the original, uh, the original covers. The paperbacks, and, you know, the paperbacks. <laughs> I know, the paperbacks, with this wild cover, if oh, you've never bit. seen oh. Heir to the Empire, Heir to the Empire cover, Lightning the Fingers. yeah. I know, and lightning finger, absolutely insane. <laughs> this was a, you, you guys know, I'm not, I'm not much of a collector, so I've really let a lot of my books go over the years, but I have held on. This is like the only trilogy I have. I don't have my original Bane books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what happened to them, um, but I do have my original Heir to the Empire books, and uh, I've only, I need to go back and listen to these because they, I don't think, Dude. not all the new audiobooks are out, right? Only, only the first two, so far, I think. Is I believe. Only Air. Oh, no, no kidding. I didn't true? know that. Oh. Did they even do air? I thought they yeah, had. Look, I, I think they paused. released the second one. I don't know. All right. So what we're talking about is the essential through. legends collection, yeah. and when they're when they're doing those, aren't they releasing new Not versions all, of all the audio books each set? And, oh, no, and they oh, didn't. It was Shatterpoint okay. the first one, so they didn't even do air. So no. All right. Mm. Maybe they didn't do. Maybe they didn't redo it. I don't know if the. I don't know if there is an unabridged audiobook of this. I don't know if there is or not. I Can bet I there is. You know, while we're talking about this, I want to get this out of the way. This was not my first. This was not my first foray into Star Wars, but it was early, so I have my nice. air trilogy as well. But these are all, uh, <laughs> as you can see, the new versions with the Legends banner. Because when I was in my early days of Star Wars reading, I was a Kindler. I used my Kindle, oh, and it makes me sure. sad now. Because I didn't have physical copies of those books to display in the bookshelf. And I have since gone totally physical copy. Like, I have to read things with a book in my hand. I can't do the screens. I don't know what it is. But uh, but it makes me it makes me sad because there's so many books I could have had without these banners, and now I have to look at their golden glare from across the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I gotta say, Moonflyer Jake- said in the chat, and Jacob uh, backed him up. They did do an unabridged audio uh, for Heir to the Empire for the 20th anniversary edition. They put that out with a new cover, oh, the, new yeah. audio books. That, the that's Mark when Thompson it was. one, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. They did. J- Jacob says they're only doing new audiobooks for ones that didn't have on a bridge. So sense. I guess that that is, that doesn't do that. Which now that I'm thinking about it, Caitlin reread or listened to these in the yep. last couple of years. So she, I mean, surely she listened to on a bridge. So anyway, there's that. I need to add that to my list of things there to go back go. and read because I've I've never reread any of the originals. Uh, yeah, Heir to the Empire or Thrawn series. So. All right. So Charles, so the, you said so that was in your in your stack. But what was your number yes. one? What was what was the first one? <clears throat> I think I've told this story on the podcast before and i'm gonna flex on y'all real quick <laughs> by showing you this this is my hardcover oh, science fiction yes. book club edition of the ac crispin han solo trilogy so my first book ever uh was the paradise snare by ac crispin the first book in this trilogy and i like Corey, frequented barnes and noble as a young lad and I can still, <laughs> I can still smell the aroma of the Starbucks coffee 
uh, as I wandered over to the Star Wars section. And I don't know exactly what it was that drew me to this series, but I picked it up. Uh, I chose the Paradise Snare. Probably the giant lion slash tiger person on the cover was helpful. And uh, (laughs) it really set me up. This was a great intro into Star Wars in general. Um, It's the Paradise Snare, the Hut Gambit, and then Rebel Dawn. So it's a really nice self-contained trilogy that tells a new story, but ends up placing you exactly where you meet Han Solo in A New Hope. So yeah. I actually think that it it was that. very fortuitous, and it was it, it, this would be a great choice even today for someone that was interested in getting into Star Wars books. I think um, I I will tell you right now, a lot of people have written Han Solo. I think that AC Crispin does it better than anyone else ever has. That includes even Solo, a Star Wars story like that. Mm-hmm. That that is yeah, just I agree. I agree. Also. Pound for pound incredible she is incredible she wrote under a pen name um but yeah she absolutely fantastic yeah and jacob says in the chat again our our very own spice den keeping us up to date our discord has because it's like a it's an organism of its own right it lives it breathes uh created an unofficial book club and they are (laughs) starting the crispin trilogy today so if you want to head over to our discord uh you can start reading that trilogy i didn't have that in my stack but that was also for me one of the first legends because I did a lot of canon first, as I'll say in a second. Uh, the AC Crispin mm-hmm. books are still some of my favorite Star Wars books, period. Mm-hmm. And I agree. The way she writes Han is really perfect. And if you saw Solo and you're like, oh, I want this time period, I want this vibe, the the parallels between that series and that movie and that just time of Han's life is is incredible. Yeah, awesome. they borrowed heavily. Awesome start. Yeah. Do you like that? That was your start. Obviously, like, we're all here, so it all worked. But you said you would still recommend that to someone that, like, you could start. I would. I would. I mean, especially if you're a Han Solo. I agree with that also. Yeah. Yeah, If you're a Han Solo fan, like, it's pretty much a no-brainer. It doesn't doesn't really compete with the films that much either, right? It doesn't. A couple, like, small things here and there, but for the most part. Right. Is how he gets the Falcon in that that series? Yeah. Yep, it is. Okay, so that, that that would be that would be a little different, and so would, I guess, his his meeting Lando and some of the stuff that happens in the solo film would probably be a little different, but it, be, it still fits in yeah. pretty nicely. I mean, there's more to debate with your friends. Exactly. Yeah, there are more like yeah. praying mantises that are also priests that use their like natural yeah. hormone <laughs> vibrations to well, sedate you rhinos. and make you their slave. But yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. there's there's definitely drug running. There's a, you learn a lot about hut anatomy. Uh, and that yes, you learn all about, talk it. A lot about it. Uh, yeah, awesome first choice. Love that. <clears throat> I'm gonna flip the tables completely now and go to. I, I had a large gap in my Star Wars reading. I read a little bit when I was like, I was a kid, and then I stopped for like ten years, and then I picked back up. But the first one I did was uh was this one right here. It was the Young Jedi Knights by Kevin J. Mm. Anderson. Uh, familiar to a bunch of folks, I bet, from when we were younger. This is the the younger readers. Probably, probably it would be middle grade nowadays. I think um, these books about Jason and Jaina Solo. So very much like you, Corey. When I picked this up, uh, I got it because of the cover, and I'm like, "There's kids on it, and they yeah. have their it's Star Wars, and it looked, and I thought it was Chewbacca. It's not. It's a different Wookie. Um, but I was like, "This is interesting," and I blew through the first four books here. And if you're unfamiliar with the Young Jedi Knight series, they're not in print currently. So you have to, like, go on thrift books or go in, like, Facebook or eBay and find, like, these paperbacks. 
Um, I see them a lot at the half price bookstores and things like that. And it's all about essentially the, the Jedi Academy Luke sets up and you see it through the eyes of the solo kids and their friends. And if you have like middle school grade kids or something that are like, I want a cool Jedi book. These are still awesome. I think I, I, I really got hooked by them. The writing style was very fun. They're very actionable and they, they clipped very fast. And, uh, as far as like, if I would recommend them being your first book, I don't think so. Only because there's, it kind of sets up a lot that you could go into the legends bin, but the writing style, I, I, I did start to reread them. I think earlier this year, just for fun. And like, it's it's a little young, it, it you know. If you're just starting out in all Star Wars, maybe I wouldn't do that. But did you, any you, any you three guys did you ever uh, pick up the Young Jedi Knights? Never no, did. Me um, I've read. I think Charles and I we've both read. Uh, what's that series called? It wasn't Young Jedi Knights. It was the. Uh, Man, what is it called? I remember the one with with Obi Wan on the cover that, and he like is running from Boba Fett, a oh, young Kenobi. teenage Boba Fett. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but um, the Jedi Apprentice series. What's that? What's that? The Jedi Apprentice oh, series. Yeah, Wasn't it you, Charles? That read yeah. some of those. I think it was you, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the Jedi Apprentice series. Yeah, Young Jedi Knights is is a lot older too. Yeah. Actually, wasn't it written yeah, in the nineties? Yeah, it was 90s? written in the nineties. Um. Uh. Oh, this this collection was in two thousand three with the first three books. So like. Just oh, that's three. That's yeah. the first three. I was going to yeah, say it looks a little first... thick for like the yeah. middle grade. But this, yeah. this regular yeah. paperback is the first three books, and it's like Uncle Luke and stuff. So it's very cute. It's very fun. Yeah. The fourth book, they build their lightsabers, and it's and this is that's where the Rhino, the Rancor Tooth lightsaber is originated. So that's super rad. Uh, you meet Tendal Ka, who is awesome. Uh, but I highly recommend it. But for realsies, I'm going to take two here because I have a giant. <clears> deck. Um. I unfortunately slash fortunately picked the correct first book ever. My first real Star Wars book was Lost Stars. Mm. It's okay. I mean, oh, it's yes, the one we recommend. Holy crap! You win. But it was my my buddy Ian, um, who I I just saw at Disneyland, buddy. Um, I just saw him for the first time in years. He had read this book and he texted me. He's like, "Hey, you should read this Star Wars book." And I I hadn't read any Star Wars book again since I was in like fifth grade, and this was back when I was. Uh, it was like the year I joined Utini, essentially. So it was like three or four years ago. Wow. And I'm like, I hadn't read any books in 10, 15 years. He's like, get this book. I'm like, fine. And it's every cliche that we say it is. It's the perfect intro point. <laughs> it is beautifully written by Claudia Damn Gray. Jen. Like, it's a So I'm not going to take much time to talk about it. I just wanted <laughs> to say this is where I started my journey. It's why I'm literally here in Utini. When we interviewed Claudia Gray, I told her that straight up. I'm like, you are the reason <clears> that I do what I do, that I'm in the community that I'm in. So my my chalky easy gamble pick is that I did start my Star Wars journey with Lost Stars. You are here and I would because recommend of it. you are here oh, because man, of Resorb Twins, Eric. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm here because of Resorb <laughs> Twins in the womb. <laughs> it's 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 utterly phenomenal. I've never heard any real criticism of the book that is worth a shit. Yep. <laughs> Quite yeah, it's frankly, like, it's so good. That's what I, mean. I keep a stack of them from the old book box days and I give them away. I gave one away at my house party. You got it. It's the perfect one to give to someone. <laughs> I know. That if you're if you're like having, yeah, having people, glasses of wine and they're like, "You like Star Wars books?" and you're like, "Wait, wait, wait." Like just give them one. It's perfect. It, yeah. Like I've always wanted to or whatever. Yep. Yeah, just pick it up and My buddy that uh that showed me those first books that I that got me into Star Wars, I recommended Lost Stars to him, and he loved it. He thought it was great. Perfect. It, it's yeah, a great so he, He'd never heard of it until, you know. He was like, I was is it Darth yeah. Lost Stars? I don't understand your recommendation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The SEO on that is title. Is death and dying? Like, the Empire is yeah. in it. You'll love it. 
All right, Corey. <laughs> let's so you start with let's, Invincible. Let's take your next. Have a couple. Give us a, give us a yeah, trajectory. I, let's. I would love to hear kind of how your how y'all's journey was was shaped yeah. a little bit too, because this were like the early days yeah. and stuff. So, like, so like I said already, I read primarily. Uh, let me go back to Legacy this. Legacy of the Force. I read primarily this uh, the Legacy of the Force series. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was on the wrong one here. Legacy of the Force series, and um, because I started with the last one, all the other ones were available, so I picked them all up. A couple in hardcover, a couple in paperback. And then I was like super into because of the complexity and everything of like the post Rot J timeline. I was like really into like older Luke and the solo mm-hmm. kids. And although I I wasn't crazy about like little kid solo kids, right? I didn't really oh, want sure. the young Jedi Knight yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wanted the I wanted the older, more mature story, I think. Mm-hmm. And the next thing that I did and this was really what shaped my journey a great deal, is I read this series, the Fate of the Jedi series. I love those um, covers which, so much. Yeah, yeah. great. They are this is this is probably probably what I would call like the final modern legends series, yeah. I think, in, in in Star Wars Legends, right? Um because this book, these series, I mean, it came out uh let me see. Let me pick the first one. I think Vortex was the first one. This came out in 2010, right? Yeah. So I had been the Invincible came out in 2008. This book came out in 2010, and uh, I followed these books as they were released, which is weird and unique. And it's what we do now, um, but back then it was much, yeah. It was that's what much we do different. now. Back then it was that was hard. I mean, this I, we didn't really. I'm from like the boonies. We didn't even. I didn't have yeah. home internet. Yeah, how did you know? Like 2011. <laughs> like, seriously, the they were a man came to your house and I, said, "There's a new Star Wars book, son," and then he left. I, I, <laughs> had, I had figured out. I had figured out the the timeline thing in the in the beginning of the paperback of uh, the old legends books. Do you guys have that? Does anybody have that in front of them? They can the pull old timeline. If it's in this old the old timeline, I'm sure yeah. it's in the. Uh, uh, it's not in my heir to the empire. I've got book. it right here. It's not in this oh, one. Oh, all right. It's I'm not, not going to show you what <laughs> book this is because this is the next one I'm going to talk about. But look at this first. You get the galaxy uh, or like the universe uh, yeah. map, really. Yeah, it was. Here's like yes. the, I the unknown those. regions, and then the next page I think is what you want, Corey, which is. Oh, that's the old time. I've not oh, even seen that old, one. Old, old. Yeah, well, that's not that's not the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know that my one, no. my next book isn't a canon book. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This West, guy let me see right yours. Here? Yeah. yeah, that guy right there. The old timeline, right? And you know, I think um, I think they had. I think they used to put like the coming soon books either like in there oh, that's or rad. and then that would. The, this this is this was also the age where like the the last two chapters of every book would be like one or two chapters of the next book that was coming out right and and so I think I think towards the end of uh, towards the end of some of the older books I was reading like it was previewing to this new series that was coming out and it was a continuation right this mm-hmm. is after Darth Cadis this is after mm-hmm. the Solo Kids did their stuff in Legends like and it was sort of a continuation of that of older Ben. Skywalker, Luke's son, uh, dealing with the fact that his mom's not around anymore, dealing with some of this dramatic stuff that happens in the Legacy mm-hmm. series, right? So, and I loved that, right? So, like, in my in my mind at the time, it was like Legacy of the Force series, Fate of the Jedi series, like, this is like the main line, right? This is like continuation of the original trilogy is how it was to me. Yeah. Um, and I followed those books as it, as it came out, and I, I had lots of little sporadic reading kind of in the middle there, like Darth Plagueis and things like that kind of throughout, but like, like when I 
it always came back to me like it was like I was waiting for the next saga film to come out. It's kind of how I viewed those books and stuff. And they're not even that amazing. That's what's funny <laughs> about it. Was it. An it's event. like it was that. An event. The fate of this, yeah, the fate of the Jedi series is not a not a phenomenal series, like by any yeah. means. I mean, you saw the the first book has got a seven point eight on our site, right? So, yeah. but I loved it, and that that like totally shaped my reading, and it taught me how to use, it taught me how to navigate the universe, right? Because I was I was having to use the mm-hmm. timeline, I was having to figure out who the authors were. You know, they had several of the same authors that did these these entire series, like Troy Denning and. Um, Karen Travis and that sort of thing. Well, right? it's kind of like so. the precursor to like a higher public type thing. It's like, you know, following a book <clears> on a series <throat> with a bunch of different authors is a very special kind of thing. And it's so interesting that yeah. so many people nowadays will come to Star Wars and they'll start with a bunch of individual books and bounce around, which I know I think a lot of us will talk about here mm-hmm. in a bit. But you literally started with giant sagas because you're like, Star Wars is an epic saga. <laughs> Yeah. 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 And I and I read those kind of as uh, as they were coming out. And I remember we had this tiny little bookstore in one of our local cities and uh, I would call him and be like, Hey, I think this new book is coming out. Do you see anything like that? And he would be like, Yeah, and I would be like, Hold me one and, and he would do that for me. Hey Joyce, and, it's that uh, kid again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he keeps right. Calling. It was like, it's like, Yeah, thanks. You're you're my favorite customer, Aww. you know. Yeah, exactly. It, that's not true, but, but you know. Uh, <laughs> so, but in the middle of all, I mean, this, these books were released over the course of like mm-hmm. two years, I believe, and um, I was trying to fill the gaps of all my Star Wars knowledge at the mm-hmm. time. So I also read the Han Solo trilogy. In fact, I might actually have my original books of those behind yeah. me too. But I, I read the Han Solo trilogy. I was like, I mean, the, the the cool thing about Star Wars is like, it's like the series that never ends. Yeah. I think that's what's so that's what's so fantastic about it. And I was I'm such a sucker for series, right? And the legacy of the force like really sucked me into like these continual stories with multiple books. Like I I didn't want to read standalone books. Right. So the vast majority of my early reading were in series. Um so I read like the Han Solo trilogy, wow. the the Air of the Empire yeah. series. Um uh, the Republic Commando series that was also released very early. That was some of my early stuff too. So, so tra- and all that was kind of in the middle of the Fate of the Jedi and stuff. So you're so. following one giant series and doing a bunch of small series as they're happening. <laughs> yeah. Now, would you? Because so, today, obviously, the modern canon, <clears throat> it, it, there are some series like we had like Elvis Godron trilogy, Aftermath trilogy, Queen Shadow, like all that mm-hmm. stuff. Would you recommend people to to grasp onto series and do stuff, or do, do so? I mean, it worked for you. Do you think that's still a good <laughs> approach? Yeah. I think it's a fantastic approach. Like if we had more series, sure. but we really don't. We don't have that many series. We have a we have a handful now in canon finally. But like up until last year, we really didn't. Right? right? We had the we had Thrawn and then Thrawn Allegiant alliances, alliances and, and then Thrawn Treason. And right? And those and are about it. loosely together. And then Aftermath. But now we have Alphabet <laughs> Squadron. We have Ascendancy. Um, the the Ascendancy trilogy. Yeah. And then High Republic um, is basically yeah, so, now. Yeah, and higher quite yeah, one giant series, right? So, I mean, I think uh, I think if that it's available, then then it's not a bad way to do it. But if you're mixing up, all right, let me rephrase that. If you're going to read Legends and Canon at the same time, which we all recommend that you yep. do, right? If you're going to read Legends and Canon at the same time, I don't think that's a bad way to go. Is if you pick some of the series like Heir to the Empire, the Han Solo trilogy, the Republic Commando series, like some of that old old stuff, like mixed in with, you know, you pick up. Lost Stars and Master and Apprentice and all those other things kind of mixed in there. I think that is certainly a perfectly acceptable way to read. And you know, we we have our we have our our recommended you know Utini Foundational Five on our website, and we also have like the Utini Reading Order on our website. But like, I mean, read the Foundational Five and then do whatever you want. Is kind yeah. of what we say. Like, and so 
if I were to start over, that's probably what I would do is some mix of series and and new canon All right. individual stuff. Uh, so it sounds like to do it. it sounds like in, in Legends there was a lot more <clears throat> um series of books longer than a trilogy. And then yeah. Canon has has had quite a few trilogies, but nothing longer than three. Yeah. Then, right? Until the, High, Until the Republic. High Republic. So the yeah. High Republic is the first. So that's well, it was it was somewhat of a a not successful formula, yeah. I think, in <laughs> for Legends. Sales, is sales the wise, okay. yeah, because if you didn't like it, then that's yeah. all you had for a couple of years. Yes, the 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 fate of the Jedi uh, famously did not did not sell amazingly well. A couple of the books were on the like New York Times bestseller list and stayed there for a little while, but like I don't think as a series as a whole it performed very well. And then you have the insanity of series like the New Jedi Order, which is nineteen books, and like even now with as well read as <laughs> as I am, I still don't want to commit to nineteen no. books, even after all this time. So. I think it's a bad idea. I wish we had books of. I wish we had a five book series in yeah. in Star Wars canon. Like I, I kind of wish the Ascendancy books were going to be a, a five book series instead of three. Oh, there's but, you know. Well, nope, can't talk about it. Wes, uh, <laughs> I'm reading it. Uh, Good job, Wes. So Wes, Corey did all these series. You started with Air of the Empire. You got you got your Thrawn trilogy in. Did you continue series, or then did you break off? I did continue a series. I continued um, because of a friend of mine. Um, I continued with uh, this guy. Yeah! Oh, yeah. Darth Darth Bane. Bane. I think think Wes is uh, rivaling Eric for best starts in a Star Wars This is a great start. Wow. No wonder you love this stuff. I picked up... uh, I I read Darth Bane as a... um, as a lended book, so I borrowed it from a friend, and I borrowed the paperbacks, and I read all. The, I read those pretty quickly. Um, the uh, it took me longer to read um, *Heir to the Empire* and that trill in the Thrawn trilogy, just because it was my first dip into um, into Star Wars, because um, there was a bunch of new characters, and I wasn't really familiar with uh, with a lot of them um, <clears throat> outside of you know Luke Skywalker. But um, with Darth Bane, it's it's an am- amazingly quick read because it's it so, it's such. It's so, so rich, greatly written, um, and Drew Carpishian is. I mean, all three of his books were great. I mean, the covers aren't covers aren't great. <clears throat> <laughs> That's why maybe they came no, out. With the new ones are. Yes. Oh my <laughs> god. Freaking freaking best books with the worst covers in Star Wars books. I still to my to the to this day <laughs> say that Rule of Two. Here I have it actually pulled up. Uh, Rule of Two is the worst. <laughs> cover of any book that's like better than like a seven like yeah. absolutely it's so good so it looks like concept here. art for a movie on sci-fi channel from night yes oh so my god bad. it totally does but so the inside's bad. so good but so you I mean, you stuck with it though you saw that cover and you're like yep i'm gonna read it of course so it was awesome <laughs> i wasn't gonna stop but yeah um the uh the darth bane trilogy i mean couldn't go wrong there either i didn't actually look up this one on the internet to find out the best trilogy to read, but mm. this was more recommended to me, and it was a damn good recommendation. So I I stand by it. This is probably one of the best ones yeah. that I've read so far. I I really it. do think that Darth the Darth Bane trilogy rivals the Air of the Empire oh, I like trilogy it better. for being the, the best trilogy of any Star Wars too. book. Yep. Super good. Yeah. I love it. Bane is so freaking good. I mean, I just listened to the audiobook again last year and 
Dynasty Evil is an absolute utter masterpiece. Yep. It really, really is. Like it's creation of the Sith, For and sure. if you're Traveling into like to different worlds, yes. If you're into like Sith lore and what what a Sith Academy would have yeah. looked like, and oh my god, it's so friggin' good. I love it still. All right, so Wes, you make me, you make me want to read yeah, it again. Wes is, <laughs> Wes, old, no wonder Wes is here. All right, absolutely killing it. Corey mm-hmm. was in mm-hmm. reading these eighteen quadrillion book series. Charles, you got your Crispin in. You find out who Han Solo was. Then where'd you go? I think... When was that, by the way, Charles? When when did you read the Crispin trilogy? Uh, that's a really good question. I I don't even know if I could commit to, like, a year. I mean, I was probably in middle school, probably around then. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact year, but, yeah. Uh, I remember I used to go to the book section i would look at these star wars books every time i was there and i never got one until that one day that i decided to pick one up and actually take it home um after that i think is when i probably well i i think where i went next was the one that i showed inside earlier and uh cory's gonna laugh at this but it was vector prime it was the first (laughs) book in the new jedi order series this is that's another another terrible cover. Look it's a thing. very bad cover. <laughs> it's uh yeah. It's very Star Trekky. Hold it up there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! What the hell is that? It's like a bug. Yeah, shit it makes on the, the use of wrong. What, what the heck? Yeah, like a cockroach. Um, but yeah, so I went to these books. I did some form of of research that kind of let me know that this was a a huge series, and that's why I picked it up. And I have probably a pretty destructive uh personality trait in that i will i will go so hardcore into something i will go so hardcore and then i will just burn out but i remember that i read vector prime and it was just really fun and new and different and i was like what happens in this book made me very upset as well but i won't talk about that I went on to the next book and the next book and the next book and the next book. And I think I had read like nine of them in within like, I don't know, 10 months or something like that. And then I just stopped. I've never finished this series to this day. I've never done it. <laughs> I have great. a, I, listen, I've never read more than the, than the first, than the first friggin' book, dude. Like yeah. I'm kind of with you. No, but I, you know, I, think, I made it I too. Think, listen, that book is like 20, that book is like 20, 25 years old. I think we can talk about okay, this. Okay. Yeah. How many? Because so, it was, how many books it was, were in the series? It was really it's, controversial. Yeah, it's like 19, 19 actual full length books, 19. but there's also like some novellas and stuff <laughs> and it's 20 plus. No, I, I think it's, I, I know. Is, is that it's, true? Or is it 20 plus? Or, or is 19 included I have, I do own them. Because as a good Star Wars fan, I haven't read them. I do own all them. <laughs> but they're on your bookshelf. <laughs> <laughs> they, they look cool. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's a hard one, man. Like it is. First- that's my that's my that's my controversial opinion. Is like because you know all the legacy, of the Force stuff, and all the Fate of the Jedi stuff. It all heavily references the Yuuzhan Vong War, right? Yeah. Because you know there's some major stuff that ha- that affects the grand story, like. You know, there were originally three solo kids. There's Anakin, Jason, and Jaina, and Anakin is famously killed in in the series in the Yuuzhan Vong War. So like it's it's like a big deal, yeah. and that's reference. Yeah, exactly. It's so and he's and he's so, almost you, you can, he's almost you killed imagine. in this book, but he's saved yeah, yes, by Chewie, who then dies. 
who gets yeah, hit the by opening a which was which by a moon. He get, yes, he gets hit by a moon, Concerned which was a hugely controversial decision yeah. um, to do at the time. So, you know, I really didn't like the use of the Vong Warrior, and Trevor and I talked about that on the Star Wars Archives yeah. episode a good deal because he loves he this shit, it. dude. And he I was like, <laughs> I hate it. But I, I hate it. I've always hated. I have a bitter taste in my mouth. But about I think there is this element too of. Uh, I think there's like a principle for this. Like the more time that you put into something, the the more like you're unwilling to let go of it, if that makes sense. Yep. So like if, yep. if, if you're that many, I guess I don't have a problem with this, but if you're that many books into a series, like you just, you've spent so much time on it. Like it has to be, you have to keep going. Like it has to keep, it has to be good. All these things. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting that you stopped. Yeah, I, 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 I know, say, but that's I have a with, problem. Okay. No, I, I'm with you, Charles. <laughs> I, I think that we there was a, there was an interesting author thread on Twitter about this a couple weeks back, where I don't think anyone should ever be shamed for not finishing a book. If you're reading a book and you don't like it, <clears throat> go to a different book. It's totally fine. I think especially yeah. with Star Wars, there's that's so right. many different kinds of books that I think that trying to read correctly, which is one of the reasons I wanted to do this show. Trying to read correctly has, I think, stopped a lot of people from finding a lot of good stuff. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I yeah. I totally agree. I mean, we've we have stuck by that since the beginning with creating the Utini reading order. In fact, we were like, we were really against doing a a this is the order you read Star Wars books in forever. Yep. Like, I mean, we, we existed for probably two and a half years, three years before we decided to create an order, and still we we built our our reading order in this sort of like weird gray area way where it's like if we have want. four giant <laughs> categories of books yeah. right they kind of based on kind of pick from this category kind of pick from yeah. this category and these are the finally the ones you can maybe skip right but yeah i don't know using vong man yeah. it's it's, it's tough. a lot well, it's tough i, uh, I think the thing about the series is that when you get a, a series this long <laughs> mm-hmm. the issue is that like you use lose... on long am i right right <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> You uh, you lose the momentum of the main storyline. So like you start branching out into these side plots, and then you literally spend trilogies within the book series resolving this side plot thing, waiting mm-hmm. to kind of get back to the overarching thing. So it's just, there are there there is such a thing as a series being too long, in my opinion. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> no, nineteen so the might limit, be the it. limit is somewhere between nine and nineteen, huh, Charles? <laughs> yeah, somewhere <laughs> there. I I still can't believe that it even exists. <laughs> no. Like who who ever thought that nineteen books they was a good it idea? Crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's just so nuts. somebody was making money somewhere. So y'all did trilogies, <clears throat> series, all these things. I so my next thing, I did something completely different. I did a continuation from Lost Stars in a way, but I didn't. Obviously, because I, I started canon. I didn't read Legends for quite a bit in my reading order because mm-hmm. the next two books I read were kind of a trilogy in that it was. Uh, just three quality of gray books. I read Bloodline and then I read Leia, Princess of Alderaan. Um, after I read nice. Lost Stars, because I'm like, I love this author, Claudia. The Claudia Gray, the Claudia Gray trilogy. trilogy. There you go. <laughs> I was like, listen, I love the way she read Star Wars books. Oh, she's written two other ones. Oh, they're both about Leia. Amazing. Um, and I read I read Bloodline first, and then I read Princess of Alderaan. Uh, and I thought they were Blood- they were just tremendous because they're the Bloodline covers sick. Oh yeah, this thing. Yeah, it is. The hardback. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. Bloodline is, is a yeah. great cover. Because Leia, I've seen no, it out later. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, that's a, that's one of my my weirdly controversial opinions. Is I actually didn't love Bloodline the first time I read it. It's a very it, it takes a lot. It's a tough one. It takes a lot to get into. It's very political. Yeah. When did you? How many books had you read when you joined Utini? Like, oh, like less at than that ten time because it wasn't. Yeah, yeah okay, it was less I, than ten, I, but this was before, this was before that, before though, Utini right? Still, um, I think I hit Utini. So I did. I just did Bloodline again. I was, I was picking around, and then I, I actually had the cutoff. I think because I read Phasma, and then hilariously. Um, because, and this is, I didn't get it in the Utini book box test. I just, I, I loved, um, The Force Awakens so much. I, I, I've said on the show, I saw it eight times in theaters. And then when Last Jedi was coming out, I was like all about it. I was all about Last Jedi. So when they did this book, I'm like, Ooh, I love Phasma as a character. And I still remember reading this book in, I was substitute teacher at the time. I was teaching a science class for the day. It was an AP chemistry class near the end of the year. So the kids weren't really doing anything. So I just sat and read this almost entire book in a day. And it was wow. and got paid. And it was awesome. Like it was, again, all the all the books I started with, I, I love hearing you guys talk about these series and trilogies, because every single one I had had nothing to do with any of the other ones, <clears throat> plot wise. I was just bouncing, 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 bouncing. And then when I joined Utini, I bounced again. And I read these two <laughs> books. Because I was like, I'm gonna write articles for you, Teeny, but I have to like read and do research and like make them like really cool. So I read Catalyst, uh, the Rogue One novel, and Corey. I don't think you mentioned the Senna to me. I, that's not why I got this. I think I just dug Rogue One, and I was like, that sounds like a cool book. And I remember I like wrote notes in the margins and stuff about the article I was gonna write, and then I finally dived in and I read Thrawn. Uh, we, nice. so we, we mentioned. I love the Barnes and Noble edition of Thrawn with the black yeah, cover. Yeah, I, I had I the paperback because nice. I got it in the Utini book box. I got um the Canon Thrawn and stuff. Um, our buddy Timothy Guthrie actually picked this up for me. Uh, in I think in Tennessee somewhere he found it. But uh, these two <clears> books were very interesting because this is when I started to get into like the more like not serious but like more hardcore books. I guess you know like the more. Hot, like sci-fi versus fantasy of it like the Thrawn and Catalyst are very more a lot more technical and things like that yeah and I, I and I think I'm one of the few people that actually read Thrawn before I read Heir to the Empire because I was like I want to know the canon version so my I'm every time I look at these books now like those first five or six I've gone through I'm kind of amazed I kept track of what was going on at all because none of these have yeah. anything to do with each other they're all in different places in the timeline like that's they're true. all canon, but that's about it. And I just kept loving them because I'm. I just I jumped to authors more so than I jumped to yeah. series. And like it gets so none of the early again. none of the good. I was gonna I was gonna say none of the early canon books took a lot of risk. No, either, it was a very right? simple. So like, here's the Leia book. Here's the Phasma book. Here's the yeah. Thrawn it's book. Like, exactly like, very like, character based. There's a beginning and an end, and it doesn't mess with anything nope. at all. I mean, that's kind of how it was, right? There's no rich, really rich stories, but they just didn't. Yeah. Have major, I mean, no major characters no, are getting killed they were still off. Right? Making, Chewie's not getting ran over by a moon in the freaking book. Because they're making right? the I mean, movies. Like, the movies were still a test. Yeah, like, exactly. Because I, I started, I think I just started reading Star Wars books in like 2016. So like, the yeah. Force Awakens was a huge hit, but they were like maybe Last Jedi, and then Rogue One was a huge risk, and they're like, we're still really soft about what we're able to do, and now they're like, all right, whole new eras, why not? Um, uh, but Wes, what were you gonna say? Yeah. Oh, I was just say, remind me again. Uh, 
the timeline of Catalyst, is that before Rogue One? It is One? before Rogue After One. Rogue it's basically Rogue. the story okay. of uh, Krennic and Galen. Galen. And Galen. Okay. It is my favorite Luceno book, yeah. I will say. I think it's the, I think it's the most accessible. Really? I think it's the most oh accessible my. Luceno. Um, so listen, you got you to gotta go listen to the Darth Plagueis novelization in the well, audiobook. All right, you got to listen to the audiobook. Well, you, you know what? Here, I'll, 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 I'll actually, I got two more in my stack. I'm just going to finish up here with mine uh, since you mentioned that because I finally went to Legends after reading all these things, <clears throat> and I did read Kenobi. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did do Paradise Snare in here, but Kenobi was like my first real big, oh, my God, this is the perfect book in it. Go ahead and f- flex, that flex that hardcover, hardcover. hundreds cover. of dollars Kenobi you have right now. I, it's like it's pretty hard to it's a, it's hard to find hard to get. Uh, I did all these I read in paperback. By the way, I'm showing those hardcovers. This is all when I got like a real adult job and started to collect these things because why not? I'm a childless millennial. But um, Kenobi was the first one where I'm like, oh, this is I think a perfect one and done Legends. I get it now because I was I was a little resistant to going into Legends. I. I didn't have the Utini people to tell me it's fine. You yeah. can do both. I think a lot of people yeah, are, but I think a lot of people are when they pick up canon and they really want to know about the difference between canon and yeah. legends and before committing to, which I yeah, get, I, I understand. understand. I mean, it. I completely understand it, but Kenobi yeah. is the perfect bridge, I think. And then I, uh, I read the book that took me the longest it's ever taken me to read a book in my entire life. Um, which was Darth Plagueis, <laughs> which again, I'll flex that hardcover, which I also yeah. made too much money hardcover for. Hardcover flex. But, uh, yeah, I remember this was when I, uh, I was in Seattle that for the summer. Pristine condition, oh, too. I, I got say. very lucky on finding this. <laughs> I read the paperback, though, because I told, I told Corey I would, because you told me it was your favorite. And I, oh, I was reading it, and I was like, <laughs> bruh, <laughs> struggling. I'm doing my Yeah, I remember you telling me. It's a hard early legends one. About that. But now I, w- I think I would love it. Is it is a hard early legends read. It. And I think I think this is another one of those books that has to be done in audiobook form. Mm-hmm. Like, nah. Uh, no. Dude, I'm telling you, this I, I don't remember it nearly as fondly as my recent experience listening to the audiobook was. Well, of I mean, course, it, it might, because you listened to it recently and you read it I know. years no, ago yeah, yeah but like i mean when i when i told eric about it i was like yeah don't play this is really really good i don't i don't think i must have said that like this is the greatest yeah, freaking no, experience you, ever yeah. and that's how i freaking feel about the audiobook right now yeah, i mean it's do. like yeah phenomenal it's yeah. so freaking good i, I will say I, I think it's i think it's uh, yeah i was saying ahead, real quick at plague one of the other reasons i brought it too is that at that time you know that was before we had put out a lot of our resources about what you should start with. It was when I, I was just starting to write the Utini guide of to Canon, like all these things. And Plagueis yeah. was on a lot of internet lists of the top 10 books you it should is. read first. And I got to say in this episode, the reason that for this episode for me is saying, don't do that. Plagueis is a great book. Yeah, it should not Plagueis be first. the first 10 you read. Agreed. I, I, I think it could maybe be in the first 10, but Dep- it definitely shouldn't be like in the first style. five, yeah. For my like style, first three. Not so much. I mean, Luceno is such a heavy author. I think it's, I think you had number seven for Wes. Yeah. <laughs> it was early on in mine too. Um, as well, Charles, when did you read play? It was pretty early. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it was, was probably 22. first 10 to 15. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was pretty early, and I think that's maybe appropriate. I don't think it's a bad first Luceno book. I think it's funny that you remember Catalyst so fondly. Fu- yeah. So so fondly. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I almost said fondly. Yeah, it's, it's I, I think it's funny fun you, you remember actually. Catalyst so fond- so fondly. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think Catalyst, I, I think Catalyst and Tarkin are probably Luceno's densest, hardest to read I, books. I did not and it's finish funny that Tarkin. You loved. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's funny you love Catalyst as much as you much as you did. I don't recommend you read those early on. Plagueis, man, so many people put that as the first book you should read, and everybody might feel that way after they've read ten books. Yeah. But yeah. like you can't feel like that. You can't start with Plagueis. it's just too heavy yeah. and dense. And Luceno is, you know, he's a heavy, heavy author. My favorite. Yeah. Luceno is my favorite Nothing author. I can I can say. But it's like, hey, but hey, are you a still freshman a heavy. in college? Have a shot of whiskey of your first drink. Like, no, have a have a Coors Light. Like, fucking ease into it. You know, you don't need like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I know. Here's you know, here's some Pappy Van Winkle. No, you're gonna die. How <laughs> dare you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Um, let's go. So Wes, what else you got? You got? How did you kind of round okay. out your your introduction? So I have, we... I have some I have some two that I want oh. to talk about as kind of like early books oh God, honorable yes, mentions, but yeah. after West, like after West, after West, yeah. you go. I want to hear. Um, so we talked about so seventh was uh, my seventh book. So after my two trilogies was Darth Plagueis. We'll 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 pass on that. Um, mm. I'll start in canon just because I was I was incredibly excited. This is the first book that I pre-ordered. Um, That's a cool feeling. I saw it's a fun I saw feeling. it coming out right. Um, so my I guess. One of my first books that I read is Star Wars oh, wow. from a certain point of view. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah, I've heard you talk about this. I've heard yeah. you talk about this before. I've, I lobbied real hard to get this bumped up into the ranking system like a couple years ago. Yeah, I, but, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, anyways. Um, but so the thing that I love about this book is that if you're just getting into Star Wars and you've seen the movies and you've you've seen all the movies but you haven't read any of the books – this kind of lets you dip your toe into the expanded universe, but also knowing like the events that are going on in the background, right? Yeah, so that's true. Yeah, you're just like Very true. you start off with like the beginning, like when you're on the ship, and then you have uh, um, the the commander of um, of the Tantis, and he was like mm-hmm. he's getting choked by Vader, like somebody. He's, yep. Yeah, he's talking. He's he's like he he gives his feelings about what's going on at the, at the moment. You're like, wow, I never even knew that. And then like the the little red droid, and then we get in the beginning of the movie when he's trying when he got almost got sold uh, to Luke, the and, red one, uh, yeah, one to of his the uncle, the red one. Yeah, it's it's like one of the best stories I've ever read. And I was like, I had no idea about. I think uh, probably like a. I don't know, a day after that, I went to the bar with a bunch of friends and I was telling them about this book. And I was like, it tells you all about that little red droid, about why it blew up. It wasn't just an accident. And he was like, what? He's like, is that canon? And I didn't know what the hell canon was when he asked me that. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> yeah, like, of course it is. Like, yeah, it's canon. But <laughs> it, it, it kind of guides you along because you already know A New Hope. You've seen the movie. And then it gives you those little those little side streets of what's happening with these characters that you already know about, but you don't know these little stories mm-hmm. and it keeps like progressing and progressing. And I thought that was amazing. Cause I've never read any book like that before that ties into the movie so well. Yeah. That's yeah, a cool so starting point too. That's Cause one of the my short story all, element also think works very well for people that, you know, like I think a lot of us before you find star Wars books, if you haven't been in a social reader for a while, a short story is mm-hmm. a lot less intimidating. Like mm-hmm. absolutely read one before bed, Read one on the toilet, like do whatever you want to do, and then if you don't Big like one, reads. oh well, the next one's gonna be different. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's a yeah. good that's a good choice I yeah. think for an, for a first book too. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, you know, as far as as far as canon goes, I I kind of pretty much followed all the new release canon books as they came out. Like 
I either I either purchased them and didn't read them immediately or at least was well aware that they existed and sort of chose to skip some of them. I don't think I bought like a, a hard copy of Bloodline for a while mm-hmm. um, when it was released. But and uh, and I totally skipped out on Lost Stars too. I was like, "What is this weird independent book?" Like that's because <laughs> it was it was one of the first ones published. Yeah. Remember? So oh, like, and uh, I was like, "Whatever." Oh, sorry, real quick, just a great chat. Speaking of that, Joseph Jones just said, "I've only read Lost Stars and Kenobi so far." Wow, that, mm, we're good. witnessing your start of your start, journey. Man. <laughs> know, that's so cool. <laughs> what great choices! <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Sorry, that's that's through me because I'm like. Like this reminiscing is great, but it's like, oh my god, it's happening right in front of us. Those are man. Thanks for really? checking out the site too. Thanks for checking them out, man. Yeah, yeah. People always jump in with Discord and stuff, and have talked about. Yeah, I just got Lost Stars. I it's loved the best it. Feeling. Like, I, I love hearing it. Yeah, we love good. to see. All it. right, so I have a, I have a, I have a couple honorable mentions that I read very early in my Star Wars journey that, like, I've talked about a little bit in the past, but not a ton. Um, the first one is a little more well known. Is the Republic Commander oh, yeah, series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. I, I don't think, I don't think. There's not very many people at all on the team who have read this series. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of you guys have, right? I have not. I, have, I read I have, part of the first one. Hard Contact. Is that the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the that is the first one. So Hard Contact was released in 2004, which this is before the Clone Wars TV show came out, right? Yep. Didn't the Clone Wars TV come out in 2005, I think? Was it was the lead-up no, lead to Revenge of the... No, that was the Kardashian. Yeah. That that's what I'm talking about. was O three. Yeah, yeah, sorry, right. we're yeah. talking about mm-hmm. the other. Clone yeah, Wars. So, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Lucas, uh, I guess the Lucas Clone Wars. I guess what we should call it. The I don't know. Um, the Filoni Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. What we should call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is before that, and uh, it's like really heavy and. Like, there's a lot of heavy war themes. Mm-hmm. There's some controversy in it, I think, that I don't really know all the details about involving Karen Travis. And I think they sort of pulled a contract out from under her at the end. So it's it does kind of feel like an unfinished mm-hmm. series, but also does kind of conclude in, in and of itself. And the first four books are all... Um, like Clone Wars, crazy action stuff with Clone Wars and Jedi, and then Order sixty six happens in it, and like some these these clones are like kind of independent, right? Because they're commandos, so they don't quite have the inhibitor chip stuff, and uh, mm-hmm. which wasn't a thing anyway in, in Legends at the right. time. But uh, they like escape with some Jedi, which is pretty crazy. And then there's like post Order sixty six is the final book, which is kind of some of them join the Empire, some of them stay with the clones, and it's a really rich. Mm-hmm kind of heavy series that's really good that I read very early on that I also really loved. And I think I followed it. I don't think I followed it with this release, but I bought the last one when it came out, like the day it came out. I yeah, remember and that. Karen Travis, one of those people, as Endar says in the chat, uh, she writes very much in a militaristic style, and she went on to write Halo and Gears of War books. So if that's the kind of style that you want. Also, if you ever want Mandalorian <laughs> lore to pop up in literally every single book you ever read, uh, Karen Travis is the place to go. She is always putting in Karen <laughs> Travis stuff. pretty much invented Mandalore. early Mandalorian yes. lore. Like basically everything we know about Mandalorian stuff, like the language and everything was all Karen Travis. Yep. And I mean, she's like a brainiac and a genius yep. and it, it makes for heavy. It does make for heavy reading though. There's a lot of like translation stuff, which is weird. Like, but that's cool. And then the last honorable mention I have here, um, is the Coruscant Knights trilogy. Oh, I read wow. this book, uh, Back read these books back in the day too. There's four books in this series. Funny enough, one of them is called The Last Jedi. The final yeah, book is. is called The Last Jedi. And oh it's like, wow! 
<laughs> yeah, it's the Legends version of The Last Jedi, which is funny. Um, and it is it is loosely connected to the other three, but it, they're okay. I mean, they're, we don't rate them super, super high, but it does kind of have that sort of, has a sort of buddy cop detective sort of feel to it. I mean, he's like a like a Jedi private eye, I think. Or what is he? Oh, it's after Order 66. That's right. And he's like... Uh, he like survived the purge and is like working as a detective, I think. And he has like a like a protocol droid is like his partner, and it's a fun series. And I remember looking forward to the next book in that series when this it came is out a hardcover well. collection. I am still looking for. Uh, if anyone has very hard to find, uh, so if anyone has yeah, a lead, they're really rare. Uh, let me know. The you last know? the last Jedi is not that rare. Do you have that one? Not hard. Any hardcovers, man. I re- I think I think I think the last Jedi is a little more attainable. I remember shortly it. after joining Utini, I was in our Slack and I was like, "Did you guys know there's a Legends Last Jedi?" And Corey was like, "Yeah, that was like uh, in our book box last month, like before you joined." And I was like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, no doubt." <laughs> yeah, cool, 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 cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No Excellent doubt. choices. <laughs> Excellent choices. Uh, oh, man. Charles. Oh, that's funny. What do you got, man? Well, how'd, you, how'd you round out your intro? Well, I think one of the next series that I went to was, I know, the Bane trilogy. I know oh. I did read some random one-off, like, Clone Wars-related <clears throat> books. Like, some of those ones, like, I didn't, it, it wasn't Cestus Deception, but... Uh, you know, those kind of books that are one-offs mm-hmm. that are related to the prequels. I know I read those. How I, w- how I want to use this time is actually thinking about what did I read when I got back uh, or when I started with the Utini team because I, oh, had a, sure, yeah. I had a similar thing where, like, I was really into these books. I guess I got back into it or got into it in middle school and read them all through high school and then kind of fell off in the college years but I was still super into podcasts and stuff like that and then I kind of found my way back when I joined Utini and I think that would have been around the time that the last Jedi novelization came out like I I think that's when that would have been um and I think it's worth talking about that right about novelizations and, and reading those because it seems almost like a very obvious place to start uh, mm-hmm. to read the book version of, of the movies that you already know you love. And I think you could steer very wrong that way, potentially. Yeah. I actually, I do know that <laughs> I picked up the novelization for A New Hope relatively early in my journey, and I stopped reading. I put it down. I was not, I was not really feeling it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't age it well. Doesn't, it All doesn't age well, and don't. it was written so early on that there are little weird inconsistencies that are still there that kind of just can potentially take you out of it. And that's nitpicky, but I think it's worth saying, you know, that the, the novelizations are kind of a beast of their own. And I'm glad that isn't Yoda. Blue? Yoda is blue, blue in empire. empire. Yep. Yeah. So I think it's actually <laughs> worth exploring the other things and then going back to maybe some novelizations, unless you're doing like solo or one of the newer ones that, that have aged better or, or that are more palatable, I think on your first yeah. pass. I mean, let's let's be honest. Revenge of the that, Sith. We've all talked about this a million times. Course. Probably the best Star Wars book ever written. I've never um, talked about frankly. this ever. Uh, Wes, Wes, read you the will. book. <laughs> you will. Revenge of the Sith novelization. Probably the best Star Wars I've ever been written. It's uh, so good. Um, and uh, Tross, read that novelization. Quite frankly, the rest of them I think you could skip. I, uh, good, I love I Solo. Phantom Menace. Really? Oh, yeah, oh Solo Phantom actually Menace. as well. Solo is. Solo might be. I still haven't read Phantom Menace. Solo's incredible. 
Yeah, Solo was good too. Yeah, but yeah, the the original trilogy. But still, I agree. even no. even even then, none of them are even kind of on the same level as Revenge no. of the Sith. Oh, I mean, they're good, but they're yeah. not like. I Tross mean, helps yeah. if you're a person like we, we we did in our roundtable. If you're a person that didn't care too much about Episode Nine, uh, Tross really helps that. So if you're if that's the boat you're in and you want sure. and you want to it, like the movie more, hundred percent, hundred percent recommend doing that. Uh, but yeah, if you if you already like the movies and you're like, oh, like watch the deleted scenes, and then uh, I mean if you, if you have nothing else to read, which I envy you, what a great what a great position to be in. Um, (laughs) we love these but there's a lot Uh, then yeah if you want some some comfort food it doesn't hurt but that's a great point Charles if you're starting out and you're like oh I'll do something familiar I'll do a novelization Uh, there was someone on Twitter actually responded to us today that said they read the the Star Wars novelization back in the 70s as the first thing and I'm like if that's all there was the adventures of Luke Skywalker but nowadays there are much better starting points it's a great point um, what about uh, what about High Republic nowadays? Starting at the High Republic, I think starting that's Light of the Jedi idea. is great. I I honestly do. I don't yeah. think you need to know nothing about if you've seen the movies, you can understand High Republic. Yeah, I think yeah. you need to know nothing yeah. about the eras, and I think there's on the whole um, something to be said for that for yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, I think I mean Light of the Jedi is at this moment in time my favorite Star Wars book, and I think it's one of the best written books ever. So yeah, it is very. If you want to get it's the highest rate. It is the highest rated canon book we've ever reviewed. Yeah. So so I you yeah. can't take that for granted. I think that's an int- as we as we end the initiative in the next couple of years, looking back on it as a whole, I wonder if we're gonna be like, oh, it's like a nineteen book series. But if you just go to the adult novels, there's probably only gonna be like ten or something like that. So and if they're all at the caliber yeah. of Light of the Jedi and Rising Storm, I, I will absolutely say read that. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I agree. You know, 20, 2022 might be finally the year that we need to take another look at the Utini Foundational Five um, for the yeah. first time. We haven't, yeah. we haven't, Probably we haven't changed idea. it. We have debated it, but we haven't changed it since we created it, and it's been that way for about three years. And I don't know, man. Sounds I, like I, content. I almost, I almost would consider swapping out Light of the Jedi for Era of the Empire. I would too. Crazy. Actually, with all so, the Thrawn stuff, I, th- I think that's. I know. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think there's something to be said for that. So. Here's what I'll say. If, if you're watching this, because we've had a lot of people say they read the Foundational Five, and, and we love that. If you're listening to this and you've read the Foundational Five, hit us up in Discord in the Living Force channel or comment on this video. Tell us if you had to replace a book in the Foundational Five for an early reader. So as we did in this show, if you had to replace one, what would you do and why? Because we might do it. I think it's actually a great idea. Corey, you always talk about is a great how it's, idea. we should always revisit. We should always try to get better at what we're doing. <clears throat> So if our foundational yeah, five could be better for new readers, I think we owe it to y'all to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'd love your input from our audience. I mean, you guys are reading it just like we are. So, mm-hmm. wow, that that threw me a little. Now I'm thinking also about maybe, it. Now I'm like. Also can maybe replace Kenobi. But all right, moving whoa, whoa, on. Let's whoa, whoa. go. Jared's going to stab <laughs> us. Yes, I know. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get shot. This is going to be, it will 100% be one of the most heated debates we have on our Probably. team if we do replace I think replace so. I think anything. it should be recorded. I mean, and live video, yeah. <laughs> live stream. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll have to we have to get a brief uh, a brief overview of Robert's rules of order before we have the conversation. We'll have weighted voting too. <laughs> well, I love that. Oh, and, and Chris, speaking of, I mean, books. It's it's so funny as as we're rounding up here. We have all these books that started us that are kind of classic Star Wars, and next mm-hmm. week we're going to be doing a roundtable on possibly 
the most unlike any of these books that exist yeah. with Ronin. <clears throat> Uh, mm-hmm. so if you've enjoyed this episode, first of all, thank you for all of these episodes. We thank you that you enjoy them. Make sure if you watched it, if you liked us so far, hit that like button, give us a review, subscribe to all the things, but come back next week. Cause we are talking Ronin. We're doing full spoilers. We're going to talk about the book that has been a subject of a lot of conversation in this community. And we can't wait to get into it. Our two part round tables are one of our favorite things that we do. So next week, Charles uh, has some questions ready. Charles, how are you feeling about your prep for Ronin next week, man? Uh, well, what's your gut telling you? I want to just clarify something you just said, that I have some questions ready. I don't have questions ready. <laughs> I started <laughs> I started the prompts today. It took me quite a long time to finish this book, which I think we talked about a few episodes mm-hmm. ago, like not to, not to wait right. with this book <clears throat> if you want to join us live for those roundtables. But I do think that when I get those questions down, we're going to have a lot of really good discussion. I think there's going to be some strong opinions and I'm really interested to hear everyone's thoughts. Really? Even, even everyone in discord, because I'm still not a hundred percent sure what happened in this book. (laughs) Well, if there's a better tease, I don't know about it. Uh, but what is better is something I just saw in our Slack is that our very own J.G. Kars, who's watching the show right now, just joined our Jedi High Council on Patreon. Oh, hey, nice. Hey. So, <laughs> Thank you. How about you, J.G.? What a Welcome. way to end it. All right, y'all, what a – beautiful. We'll do it live. All right. Next week, Ronan, <laughs> we hope that all of you um, enjoyed the show, and we hope that if you're – if you're telling your friend to like Wes, if you have a friend like Wes that you're giving books to, maybe you're giving him Bane, maybe you're giving him Heir of the Empire, maybe you're giving him Lost Stars, maybe you're giving him Crispin, but we sure as hell know you're not giving them Invincible. <laughs> and on that note, my friends, that'll do it for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you support us on Patreon, thank you so much for that support. We hope you enjoy your Attack of the Clones commentary that's coming later this week, and Rogue One is going to be on its way by the end of the month. A special thank you goes out to Cheryl Bell, OK Endar, J.G. Kars, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Tyler Latour, Elizabeth Gutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson in our Alliance High Command. You can find us on Twitter, at Living Force Pod for the show, and I'm at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD, Charles is at C. Hankel, Wes is at Boss Wes. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Ryan, our graphic designer extraordinaire, and Wes, our producer and community manager. Thank you to Corey, Charles, and Wes for going down memory lane with me. Thanks to all of you for watching. We'll see you next week for Ronin. And as always, may the Force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. Join the Utini community and surround yourself with like-minded fans at utini.com. And remember, the force will be with you. Always.